welcome to the Boca Broadcast, a War Machine podcast based on the NJSOB meta. Take a listen as they discuss the game, rules, fluff, and whatever else catches their attention. Special thanks to Muse on Minis for hosting the podcast. Go Muse on Store for superior gaming aids. Welcome, everyone, to our second episode of the Boker Broadcast. I am Seth Cohen, and with me, as always, is... Stephen Rabideau. RDC. All right, some quick announcements before we get into the meat of the podcast today. First of all, I want to say a giant thank you to Grant Ritchie and Eric Gonzo Gonzulis for helping me get up episode number one. These guys stopped their work day to make sure I checked the right boxes and got things uploaded correctly and, and, and all the hosting, and I could not have done that without their help, so thank you to those guys. And then another thank you to Paul Wasaki who helped me learn how to edit a podcast. I gave him a, a, a copy of the audio, and as I was typing the paragraph of what I had already done, he had already returned it to me corrected. So way to go, Paul, and make sure you listen to his podcast, Tried and True. That Delaware group is amazing. And if his sound isn't 100% perfect, make sure you let him know because he knows how to fix it. All right, just a quick Boker Brawl announcement. We've had some communication. People want to know if the Boker Brawl is going to be MK4 or MK3. It is an MK3 event. If anybody out there wants to play around with some beta rules and try to do some stuff, we're happy to work with folks. Maybe some scramblers uh, while folks are there, but it is an MK3 event. All right, so our plan for tonight is we're going to talk about Privateer Press's plan, the MK4 plan, and we're going to talk about the beta rules. Uh, let's get started. Uh, Gentlemen, Steve, start us off. What did you like about the MK4 rollout? Well, this time around, I, I was around for the, the Mark III rollout. I started playing in Mark II, and uh, I definitely liked receiving the beta rules. So, mm-hmm. to be honest, like, if if I get, like, a new... If I know that, like, a new set of rules is coming out, I kind of lose interest in playing the old set. <laughs> so, like, you know, I'm going to be half playing Mark IV, Mark III from now until, oh, like, October or January or whatever. Sure. Um... But uh, so like actually getting to look at those rules and to digest them and to think about them instead of just kind of like looking at. So I remember playing a game with the they put the battle box cards into into their magazine and like trying to play a game with just using those new battle box cards. It did not go well. It does not. Work. You could not play Mark two rules with Mark three models. It just didn't really work. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I'm, I'm really enjoying pouring over these rules and like the and especially the cards. That's an even better part, because you can actually play the game. You don't just look at the rules, you can actually play it. Right, right. All right, Arthur, what about you? What'd you like? It's a good question. <laughs> I can't help it. So, there's a lot I like. And actually, there's very little that I, I dislike. I'm just trying to think of something that I'm, like, over the moon about, or super excited about. And, and the only thing that's really coming to mind right now is probably the stratagems. So I, I like the, the idea. The command cards. They, yeah, they can call them command cards. I, I'm a, as a 40k person. I'm, I'm just going to say stratagems. I'm sorry. That's outstanding for a War Machine podcast. Yeah, yeah I'm, keep I'm, going. I'm so sorry. <laughs> but that's what they are. Um, fine. The command cards. Uh, I do like them a lot. Um, I read through them when they released the card database. These were the ones that they released were just the general kind of vanilla ones, and I found uses in my head for almost. Every one of them instantaneously. I'm not going to go through them all, but there were things like, oh, you have Grievous Wounds for a turn, or mm-hmm. you have Magical Attacks for a turn. And I'm like, okay, you know, these 
types of rules could be very valuable during the course of a game. There's always that one turn where you don't have an answer for something or whatever the case may be, or maybe you're not within range of your objective, and I don't even know if objectives will carry on the way they do now, but you'll have access to these cards. And so I think the cards are really cool. And I also really like the fact that the cards, at least the generic ones, will carry over into Legacy as well. All right. Yeah, I, I really agree with that. I think, I mean, we'll get into this more later when we talk about the rules themselves. Having options to just solve a problem that yeah. your list has, you know, instead of like having to bring something like Grievous Wounds or instead of having to bring and make sure you have magic weapons. How many times do you have to crowbar in some solo just because that solo will provide you one answer? Right, or to a particular thing, and now you're like, all of my stuff has the answer as long as I use the command card at the right time. Right, exactly. Anything could have the answer. Or, yeah, or like stealth, you know, an application of like, well, I'm running into this gun line, I'm going to do this. Or I am a gun line, I need to, you know, see through it, and there you go. You know, that kind of thing. Like, it's... Yeah. yeah. All right. It's very good. All right. Uh, I, I found uh, a lot of positives as well. But before I talk about them, I, I feel like something else has to be mentioned first. The first 24 hours after the big announcement, right, the toxicity on Facebook in particular. Nothing new. Yeah, but, but here's what got me about it. I, I've been playing the game since the beginning. I know a lot of folks and a lot of folks by name. I don't maybe not know them personally. Uh, but because I do a lot of organizing, right, I get to see a lot of different metas, a lot of different things. And I'm just going to bottom line this. The most virulent, awful things that were said were said by people who haven't played the game in two to four years, right? And I don't understand this. I don't understand, folks, if you don't want to play the game, you don't have to play the game, but you got to get on there and then ruin my fun, too. And that I don't understand. Misery loves company. Maybe. Maybe that's what it is. Every time. Yeah. Um, that's it, Artie. That's, yes. It really is. That's it's why like, we're all here, right? Well, yeah. because... Well, it, it, it's... There's a lot of psychology involved, right? So you figure, if I quit something, then I did so thinking I made the right choice. Mm-hmm. And so naturally, I'm going to try to convince other people to follow my choice to confirm to myself that I've made the right choice. Yeah, that's very good, right? Because so, yeah. some of those posts so were... So I'm going to slam Yeah, I'm gonna slam something no matter what. So if I get more people to quit, then it validates my choice to quit. Yeah, I mean... I understand because we're a community as well as a game, right? So you're you're sometimes leaving friends, right? When you leave the game, and yeah. you, you know, it, it, still, it was it was it was very upsetting. Well, that's another defense mechanism, right? Yeah, you're close friends. You're moving away. You act like you're mad at that person, so that makes it easier. <laughs> I mean, we've seen this movie. Seth and I are older folks, so we have we have '80s movies to reference, you know. So we yes, can see it. Yes. I don't know if they still do that in movies today. Yeah, well, that, probably not. <laughs> they don't let you into new movies now that you're too old. <laughs> I think, yeah, I think that did happen. I'm pretty sure I was held at the door. All right. So I really appreciate the slow roll that they are that they are taking with this because in the past, so many times has Privateer overpromised with what's coming out, overpromises to retailers, overpromises to players, and they weren't able to deliver, and that hurts them. And mm-hmm. I think the slow roll gives them opportunity to make adjustments, and I'm really hoping that they do. I really like that they went with the Legacy Prime. I'm really happy that they abandoned the Squish. I thought that was a half-hearted attempt to tell people their models weren't being invalidated. I really like that they're continuing. They've made a commitment to the fluff again, right? They're going to restart the story because some of those character arcs, where are you going to go? And I know that we wanted to spend some time on the podcast talking about fluff, so maybe in a, in a future podcast we can talk about what fluff we hopes. We I was- hope. 
I, don't, I was so looking forward to Haley from the future coming back in time <laughs> to possibly go to her younger self to put her on a different timeline path to then cross back over. Right. It was kind of like Star Trek plays with the teleporter all yeah, over again. Yeah, yeah. I'm really happy they're doing that. I'm really, really happy they're abandoning China for their production. We all know how they mm. have been plagued by production uh, over the years. What was it, the Grolar? What did it take, three years to come out? Two years? The Grolar and the... Um, not the demo chorus, the uh, the shooty ones. Uh, oh God, what's the matter with me? Man of War, um, Bombardiers. Uh, yeah. Two years, right. uh, I, I believe, on Bombardiers, if not two and a half. And you know what is a bonus? And I just thought of this. If they stop producing stuff in China, that means this game is American-made. I'm glad that makes you happy. It does, that there makes me actually very happy. Okay. There you go. Yeah, if they're making it all in-house now, you know, yeah. by, by whatever method they're using, then yeah, American-made. Yeah. yeah, okay, I'll go with that. Um, so I, I'm just, I'm really happy that they're going to control production again. So I like all that. And the last thing, and this could be my rose, rose tinted glasses speaking, but so when Mark one, which we didn't call Mark one, right? It was just, uh, you prime. know, just, just prime when we had prime, just we had a, we just war machine. We had a lot of communication, right? There was a ton of communication with the company I mean, beyond the press gangers, right? They, they, there was a commitment to the community. And certainly, over the years, we can't say that that continued, right? We had, we had, we had uh, long years of silence. Uh, and if someone chose to communicate as a privateer press employee, they chose to. It wasn't by design of the company. There has been more communication, more support. I can tell you as, as a uh, uh, organizer, more support from the company. You, you know, uh, uh, shooting around of ideas of, of how to do certain things at tournaments and conventions. Like, it's just been great. At one point, someone posted concerns they had about the new app. And someone got on there and said, oh, I'm the person leading that development on the new app, and I'm mm -hmm. really happy to say that this is something we're thinking about. And hey, we're looking for people to, you know, uh, be part, you know, be part of this and, and help uh, vet ideas and things. And that's amazing, right? When's the last time we saw the company do that? So I'm really happy with all of that. So. Yeah, so to, to get back, though, to a point that you said, so the, the new manufacturing process, um, so with, like, all the... the Warjacks and the Warbeasts, they've said, uh, they're going to be modular. So they're going to have different arm options, uh, and they're going to be de designed to magnetize. And so this this is something that they have already done in Warcaster, but uh, now since they're going to be made out of plastic, they're going to be much lighter, much easier to magnetize and design for it, and they're going to include the magnets in the box. Nice. That's the thing that they've said. So that's pretty exciting yeah. for me, yeah. certainly. That is I'm, definitely cool. I'm looking forward to that. Yeah, and if you don't own a Dremel, go get one now, right? Basically. Well, you don't need one. That's the thing. If they're, as they design it to be magnetized, like like putting together the Warcaster models, they have holes for magnets. Now, those are a lot harder because they're metal, so like the holes are not necessarily large enough for the amount of magnets I got to cram in there. But you can, if you're just, if you're just making it, you know, out of plastic, it's going to be I much think, lighter. I think resin. Pop that right in there. I'm going to vote no plastic. I'm going to vote. No, I, I, I'm not, it's not my opinion. I... I actually think it's going to be resin and metal. Yeah, I might be using the wrong the wrong term. Yeah. But anyway, I think yeah. we're done with the plastic. I think that's all great stuff, which actually brings right, me the, to... The China plastic, yeah. Yeah. That stuff. Well, 40 pieces to put together a Toro. Right. <laughs> right. I, I don't like plastic. Yeah. Hopefully we're moving away from that. Yeah, uh, but that does bring me to a concern. Part of me worries that there's going to be a lot of homogeneity amongst the jacks. Are we all just going to see the same few jacks repeated over and over again? I don't want to like we have our we have our system here. I don't want to bleed too much into the rules discussion, but uh, so far 
the thought for, uh, and you can you can see this in the the Discord. Uh, the thought for competitive play is going to be three lists, one army. So you know you have your one army and you've got three lists. I think you're going to have to diversify your jacks. Like okay. I don't I don't think you're going to be able to run just like the same war jacks over and over again. Okay. So like with the modularity, you know, you can put two guns on one war jack and you give the other guy a shield and a hammer and like that's that's going to be pretty good, you know. I wasn't sure if you were asking is it going to just be the same chassis all over the place. And to that I would say that just reading the released cards and again I don't want to jump ahead cuz we do have um, kind of a syllabus here, but just looking at the released cards a lot of Warjacks seem to be coming through to Prime okay. of, the, of the factions that they've shown so far. But I don't think that legacy models are going to make it into the new armies. And the, the new Warjacks are not going back into legacy I believe armies. all the cards that they revealed, and this is a guess, I, don't, I, I guess I, I can't be absolutely Incoming certain. guess. No, it's, no fact it's behind a, this next statement. It's a very educated guess. Why would they release those cards that they released if those models weren't part of the models that are being carried over from Legacy into Prime. So because there were notable absences. It so they are. The, right. the models that the models the, the, the Banes and the Exemplars are two armies. Correct. That are that are prime armies. And there's about eight Crix Jacks that yeah. came over. So that does diversify. I mean I don't know what the new prime only jacks are going to be or the new ones that will be magnetizable and customizable, but you'll have whatever chassis that is, and then you actually have a pretty good selection from yesteryear, if we want to call it that. I don't think that's true. You don't think that those models will be part of Prime, the ones mm. that are released? So, so there's two things happening here. So, they will be part of Prime, okay, because they are. So, but they are part of their own army, like I, it's I a see specific army. Okay, and then so they're siloed. So that's something from else. To, all right, we'll get to that. Yeah, we'll, okay, yeah, we'll, we'll get to that. Yeah, okay. So roll out concern? That's yeah, I'm on. still on my concern. Yeah, okay. And my only other concern, concerns, I don't know if that's the right word, but I don't like that Hordes has to wait. I really don't. No, I appreciate yeah, that everything's getting two prime armies. I, I really do appreciate that. And the, the, the privateer apologist in me is hoping that maybe the big delay is again so they can meet their goals that they're planning on making and they didn't want to make it too big of a slice of pie that they were breaking off there in 2023. But I, I don't like that, that you have to wait so long for the horde stuff, and that kind of, and part of me worries. I think I did. I make this comment to you that I thought that we're really not going to know what game we're playing uh, until January of 2025, because that's when everything is out and done at that point. Probably right. So that's a long time to 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 be in a in a transition. But uh, I could be wrong, right? It, it's, no, it, uh, so I I I do disagree with that assessment. Because You're off the podcast. Get out. I'm, all right. I'm taking my soda and I'm leaving. <laughs> um, I, I do disagree with that assessment just because, so like August 2023 is when, at Gen Con, so like a year from now, is when they're releasing, so Warlocks and Warbeasts join the Mark IV fray. That's what it, that's what it says um, in the on the, the roadmap that they provided, which again, that's a great thing about this rollout, the roadmap. Mm -hmm. You know, I think they're, they're, they're walking that line of, you know, doing something to communicate, but also maybe not overpromising. I think I think you're talking but, about two slightly different things. But I, so like Seth so, is talking about after everything's settled and everything's out, the game truly begins in 2025 January, which sounds about right. I I I still disagree. But that's with that. not I think that's the, not a bad thing. 
That's not I, a bad thing. I, I just think I just I think the game. So like I I think I mean so most most of the I don't want most of the concerns that especially posted on Facebook people were very worried about the validation of their models right Can, mm. are these garbage now am I throwing these away blah blah mm. blah so just based on the timeline and what we know to be true 2023 is very comfortably an entire year of legacy I don't think we're going to get to true prime if that's a thing for for a while because so think about it right and just sorry to, just to clarify so because this is a thing I see a lot so legacy models are all models that exist right now correct uh, unlimited is the format that you're talking about yes just to get the, the language yes. correct okay yeah so like look at it like this if you're a tournament organizer uh, you are of course going to have nothing but unlimited formats until everything is released you you couldn't possibly say oh half my player base is now alienated because they played hordes and or convergence because convergence i really think is in a, a very special spot right because well like they seem to be breaking up one of their points was that they didn't want to confuse newer players right so they wanted to have focus first then they'll introduce the fury mechanic so convergence is its own mechanic and so are infernals but infernals i guess they're gonna have to crowbar them in maybe just because they're new i don't know convergence i would be probably the most concerned about if all i owned was convergence i could be wrong so, so the, the other thing, though, to consider is, like, I, I don't disagree, and I think locally we're probably going to run a ton of Unlimited, because it's, it's, you know, you can do Unlimited with, like, whatever you have. Mm-hmm. Uh, Prime will require specific models. Correct. So the important thing is, though, uh, in October, every existing faction will gain two Prime armies. So, like, what we saw with Crix, what we saw with Menar. Sure. That will, so, like, technically you could run Prime tournaments, but they will be limited to those models. Unlimited tournaments just... Yeah, if, it, if, unlimited tournaments you'll have to start running, I think, let's see, so... But not if you're a Hordes player. That's like legacy updates. I mean, they're, they're going to be updating if legacy you're, if models you're only for a long fa- time If your only faction is Legion, yeah, and they don't have rules for you, then you can't play in Prime. You have no, no, to no, play so in that's, unlimited events. That's our, so, in October, Legion oh. is going to get... October of 2022, so this October, Legion is going to get... Two prime armies. Now they're not with, new with, the, with their existing catalog. With Correct. Existing with catalog. the legacy. So models. basically, all right. so, so, leg- I, so dare I say they're going to get two new theme forces that are legit for prime. I don't want to use the word. I know we're not having theme armies. forces anymore. Armies is the word. Armies. Armies is the new word. So yes. yeah. Unless so you October make up a new forty k term to throw in. Yeah. So straight from the roadmap. <laughs> I'll think about it. <laughs> straight from the roadmap. Legacy armies available for all pre Mark Four factions in October twenty twenty two. So there will be legacy armies available to play like in prime. The thing yeah. is, the all right. Last point. Even if we play unlimited um, with Mark IV rules and Mark IV cards, and we're not playing Prime, it's actually still a very different game than what oh, we're yeah. playing now, because you know the unit sizes are going to change. Obviously, the rules are changing, things like that. So it's kind of like it's like a Mark IV as if there was no Prime, right? Mm-hmm. In a weird way. So I think a lot of people are going to be interested in exploring what their existing models can do in this new rule set. And then as time goes on and more models are released and things of that nature, of course, there will be a shift to Prime. I just, I give it at least a year, up to two years of almost exclusive unlimited. That's... Yeah, I got that's, you. That's yeah. my, that's yeah. my yeah. thought. I got yeah. you. So, so I'll tell you, what does make me feel better is, and I don't know what, what uh, organizers do in other parts of the country, but 
you know, here in the Northeast, certainly in the New Jersey, Pennsylvania, New York, uh, even as far down as Maryland, we all talk, all the organizers, we all talk. And we say, oh, I'm doing a tournament here, you know, or, or are you going to do one on the same day? Well, that conversation is going to come into, hey, the Unlimited was 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 uh, a great format. Everyone loved it. I had 32 people, and someone's going to say, hey, I ran a Mark IV, and I had five people. And we're going to we're going to try to figure out what the community needs, right? Yeah. What they're going to want to do. People we'll, will play yeah. Prime, I think, on their own, yeah. right? Like they'll they'll Maybe. explore Prime with casual games first, right? Sure. sure. Well, we'll see. So, but let's 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 talk about those rules. That uh, that the things that we know that have changed, and we can give our early impressions of if we like, if we don't like. So there, there is one other thing that I want to say. And oh, this, I'm sorry. This Go is ahead. this is so this is kind of about the rollout. This is about the general stuff. I have two other things. <laughs> uh, so the so somebody suggested this to me. I'm not going to say his name because I don't know if he wants to be known on the podcast. But uh, like talking about how uh, this is something we'll touch on the rules, but field allowance is going down. Like from infinity unlimited to a number, or you know, from a high number to a low number, field allowance is decreasing. Uh, unit sizes are decreasing pretty much across the board. You know, from five to three, or from ten to five. And so, like, you know, people aren't wrong when they say I cannot use these miniatures anymore mm-hmm. because it's mm-hmm. like, well, I have I have four units of Knights Exemplar. And one model from each of those units is just out now. And, you know, whatever the FA is, those are also out now. So, like, that's, that's legit. Yeah. But I also think it's a good opportunity to potentially use that to expand your meta. You know, like, we had somebody just come back from, you know, they, they haven't been around. Yeah, yeah hiatus for a long time. Uh, so they just joined up. And so lucky, they love Krios 2 yeah. and Exemplars. So fits right in. Yeah. Um, yeah. But, like, you know, we were, we just kind of gave them models because we just yeah. had stuff, right? Like, yeah. we've been faction complete, like, all three of us basically for a long time. So it's like, hey, sure, why not? Like, I'm not going to use these. Like, here, you can have them. And so this yeah. is this is a good opportunity to be the change that you want to see. Talking about, like, PG program, yeah. <clears throat> big thing they could always do, PGs, was earn free models, give them away to new players. Yeah, it, and I mean, that's, it's that's when the community's way. at its best, right? Yeah. I, I really do think that. You know, uh, Billy Nichols. Uh, who also I don't know if he wants to be mentioned on the podcast, but look at that Too now late. he is. Um, Sorry, Billy. At the at Nichols. the <laughs> at the Liberty Brawl, we were having a conversation. He's like, "Oh, you should really run these trolls." I'm like, "I don't really want to go out and buy a whole mess of trolls right now." He's like, hey, "Well, hey, I have a whole mess of trolls that I am giving you." And he sent me these amazing models. Just just ship them to me. Mm-hmm. I offered him money for shipping. He didn't want it. At least I think I did. I hope I offered him money for the shipping. But uh, uh, yeah, and, and I honestly think that's when the community is at its best. Um, and and, and so yeah. it's just amazing. So, I agree. Like I think I think that's you know this is not to this is not to say like hey you you need to give up these things for free oh, that no. you cherish. You know? But like I, I mean it's just it's an idea. You can no, no, you can create two players. It's actually you know? it's a perfect it's a perfect scenario. And there are two great scenarios from what you just said, right? So scenario one is you have a newer player. Or you get a new player post the Mark IV change. And he sees people playing Unlimited. And he wants to play it, or she, wants to play Unlimited. And they're like, but I don't have any of those models and I can't get them necessarily. Or they might be expensive at that point. Or they might just be dirt cheap. Either way. But for you to turn around and say, no, you really want to try it? Here, have these. Have them. Yeah. Because you have extras, right? Yeah. I mean, that's amazing. And or if you catch a newer player, and I wouldn't necessarily give models away to a brand new player, 
because mm-hmm. there's something to be said psychologically about if you've made a financial commitment, I don't care if it's 50 bucks, right? Or if you just found a battle box, okay? If you mm-hmm. paid money for that battle box, I know you're for real. And then going with today's standard, right, with the Highlander type form, I'm going to get a unit and I'm going to get this. If I just turned around and said, hey, look, you did a great job. You painted up those models. It's really cool. I'm glad you're enjoying the game. Here's a unit. Here's a unit. Yeah. Because yeah. I, I have extra models. Like, yeah. I think what you're what saying the is, do that? yeah, the person who wanders in and says, hey, what's this game? Well, here's a whole, you know, here's $150 worth of models. That I don't know. That's not what we're yeah, talking yeah, about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. So, but, I, yeah, like culti- community yeah. cultivation. Yes. This is this is a great opportunity exactly. for those. Yes, you're absolutely you know, right. And a, a great way to, to help yourself feel good is to invest in other people. All right. But I do want to get to the that. rules here. So, all right. Wait a minute. I don't know if I'm ready for the rules yet. How are you not ready? I don't know why you're in a rush. Folks, it's Friday night. It's after work. We're currently in my basement. I'm cutting this out. No, you're not. <laughs> we have all night, and this cast is not going to be a short one the way you rushed out of the last one. I mean, last the last episode, you literally dropped the guillotine on it. Yes, um, yes, I did. Yeah. Well, look, we're not on vacation, and we're not following your stupid itinerary. <laughs> Seth, uh, if anybody doesn't know, loves to plan every minute of the day. Yeah, cough into the mic again and see what happens. Okay. You're saying I don't talk no good? I'm saying you clear your throat right I think before you're you talk into the microphone. Times in this day and age. It's the man who edited the podcast. I tell you, you did that. The other thing that I wanted to talk about, this is, this is a little bit ridiculous, but with the Mark IV models or the newer models getting command cards and swappable heads and things of that nature, mm-hmm. I almost wonder if the game can actually be balanced between Unlimited and Prime. Because Unlimited would have access to very little of that. Mm-hmm. And Prime would have access to all of that. So there may actually be something there in the future, but all right, I'm not going to dwell on that. It was just another thought concept that was in my head. But, sure. Okay. Glad can, you shared it. I knew you would be. Yep. You might get stabbed by the end of this. Can, can you saying. talk about the rules now? Man, the tension in this room <laughs> is very thin. Here I am, just like... No, it's just a normal conversation between me and Arthur. <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, okay. So... Rules. All right, so we have two choices. Uh, I, what I would like to do is talk about the rules changes. We, they they gave us bullet points. We can go over each one. Good idea. Okay, perfect. So the first one, removal of facing. Love it. Do you love it? Quick I vote. love it. Quick, we'll, we'll discuss. We'll go into depth. Okay. Lightning round? Quick love vote. it. Lightning <laughs> round. <laughs> uh, don't hate it. Okay. Okay, okay. I, I, I don't hate it. Do you like it? I, 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 I think I like it. I got I to gotta play it. I got to play it. Why are you robbing me out of my lightning round? I'm sorry. Go ahead. It was a love it. It was, <laughs> what did you say, like it? I said I don't hate it. Don't hate it was actually your term. Yeah. 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 And so I'm, please. Indi- I'm indifferent. All right. Uh, we've, we've covered the spectrum, basically. Yeah. Yeah, that's so much more original than I said. Well done. <clears throat> yeah. Yeah. So now, now, because of that, I'm going to go first. Please. All right. The reason why I'm indifferent, I do think the highest end players are losing a tool. I, I think this game has always stressed... Movement, placement, things of that nature. And mm-hmm. so, and sometimes people are very, very good at putting their models in such a way that it's very difficult for you, the opposing player, to try to get by them in order to attack a juicier target. And so the free strike thing, which has to do with facing, it's also the next bullet point, um, I think is big. The backstab, whatever. I'll live without it. Yeah, you know, and it, yes, you're absolutely and right. And the charging it, it, in 360, I think, is okay, but... Slow down. So yeah. I, I think that you're absolutely right. It's all part of face. Yeah, I, I understand. Oh. That, that yes, this is a game of precision. But then they had things in the game that were simply imprecise. 
right? Like like where a, a template drifted to. Yeah, we're going to get replacing there. a model. Like all so I did like really like being able to say, "Hey, if you want to get to these guys back here, you got to take a risk." Right? And and that's now gone. But I do like the idea I tend to, I always termed it playing the fluff. Like if, uh, you know, I have, the, I didn't charge and I had this model attack that model. I always turned indirectly faced anyway. And I'd be like, oh, why did I do that? I could have had his, mm. you know, the, the, the 180 there. But, you know, but I was playing that guy's going to kill that guy. And I was all excited about it, right? Uh, sometimes I've even been known to make like swish, swishing noises for swords. It's right? true. Yeah. Uh, so I got to play it. I got to play it. I don't think it's inherently bad. It didn't make, it wasn't something that made me say, oh, no. But it wasn't something that made me say, yay, thank goodness. But mm-hmm. I can tell you that all the models I've been painting in the last two weeks have not had arcs. So you know, There you go. Yeah. The I mean, I, I think the result of removal of phasing is also that gun lines become stronger. Because if I can just walk away from you, and there's no... That kind of leads to the second Well, hang on. Yeah, sorry, Steve. Yeah, so, back to you. Removal of phasing. Yeah, so I like it. So th- there's a number of things that it changes. And, you know, things like... Like, anytime you would get a backstrike is now done like that doesn't matter anymore um so all kinds of tricks to like turn somebody around you know that's that's not a thing yeah. um TK, like it, tk is not as much of yeah a thing tk anymore. befuddle like although i don't know that no befuddle's I, now a push so. okay so yeah but like you know pre-befuddle like all those things just solved in that sense where it's like no longer is it so powerful um it does certainly remove options in those terms too but i think it i, think, actually, I think ultimately it's okay I, and i think it's I, simpler i think it actually strengthens and I, I don't know if I mean obviously the stats are gonna change, but you know, if you were a, a chaos eliminator, mm-hmm. you know, your defense seventeen on the front, but you're fifteen in the back, mm-hmm. that two points makes a huge difference. Right. Oh yeah. And that's right. gone. Yeah. So right. now who knows what eliminator stats are gonna be. Right. right. They might actually now just be a fifteen or a sixteen. Yeah. Right. But, but never yeah, know. I think that's I think that's a that's a great point. Yeah. Like certain things are gonna be better for this. Other things will yeah. be worse. Yeah. All right. So what do we got up next in our bullet points? Okay, something I've alluded to three times by accident, uh, which is uh, the removal of free strikes. But um, I, th- we got I think we've kind of, I think we've yeah, kind what of what more do, What yeah. more do we need well, to no, say? Well, no, no, no. We got a combo with, so they removed free strikes. So we don't make free strikes anymore. But there is now a rule where if you leave engagement, if you, are, if you, you know, leave engagement with an enemy model, uh, you cannot make attacks. You have to forfeit your combat action. Huh. Okay. Well, I feel like that's something to take it from MechWarrior back in the day. Yeah, let them take the rule for whatever they want. Yeah, it works. That, it works. It works. And that's, yeah, and I want to. I want to double check that I have that exactly. No, right, I, 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 re- I remember reading that as well. Because so now it's not risk free to walk away from somebody. You know, from somebody. In all cases. And and we should say that the risk is known. There is no there is no dice. You know, you don't yeah. have to roll to get hit. Yeah. It's just like okay, well, you walk away, you can't attack, which changes right. how gun lines work. That's what I was going to say before. Like, oh, fair enough. So what you were going to say about gun lines? Well, that's like, assuming that the. Is that for everybody, or is that like... That's everybody. Oh, that, I was thinking it was an icon or something like that. No, that's everybody. So, it's like, there are people that can ignore it. And sure. so far, I think mostly we've seen it on, like, cavalry, which kind of makes sense. You know, they're charging through. Like, they don't stop. Yeah. yeah. All right. Are you want to move on to our next point? Are we done with the um, free Yeah, strike? so, I mean... I'm and gonna... also, so one other Sorry. thing, a model cannot charge while engaged yeah. either, which is another change that I don't know they highlight in the bullet points, but, like, that's part of removing free strikes is, like, yeah. engagement matters still quite a bit. Yeah. Fair. Um, so the next bullet point was simplification of unit rules, which I think, I think that's mostly movement, right? Yeah, we can kind of glance. Well, no, it, well, it's about the command ranges, unit leaders, a lot of stuff is sure. gone, which I think is fine. Uh, you know what? I'm going to use this because the next one after this 
and so I'm gonna harp on it now. It's AOEs and sprays, right? So now I want to talk well, about well, both I, of I, those kind of stuff. I do want to talk about movement though for a second. For go sure. F- go first. Yeah. Movement. Well, the hot take. The move. This isn't movement. Round. This isn't movement. Oh, specifically. Okay. Never mind. I, I, Landing round's coming back. I don't. I don't believe it's movement. I, I'm going to double check, make sure that I, I don't think it is. Simplification of unit rules. No more command. No more leader models. Well, I like I like the no more leader model because I hated the mechanic of replacing the model because it adds it add amb- it adds ambiguity. Yeah, and I don't like. I got to be honest. I don't think people were were uh, okay. conniving or planning and swapping a model and giving themselves an extra half inch or any ridiculous things like that. There's just, a lot of things here that are blended. So you know what? Yes, yeah, rough terrain movement? and things and movement. Yeah, sure, let's go into it. Yeah. Okay, but, lightning round movement. Uh, love it. I love it. Movement. I'm. St- Still shocked that both of you said you love it. Um, I like it. That's as far as I'm going. That's fair. Uh, so for those of you out there who have yet to play Warcaster, I'm just going to say in a nutshell, and I think you've probably heard this already, but most of these Mark IV rules are essentially Warcaster rules. Uh, we all have, I'll say, limited experience. We didn't play a ton of Warcaster yet, but we've we've all had games, games under our belt. Yep. And so the movement is identical uh, to Warcaster. I like the idea of only having to move one model and then just kind of placing everybody around. I do think that's faster, more efficient. However, I dislike kind of strongly the two-inch limitation of distance between the model that you moved and the rest of the unit kind of following suit. My reason for that is that I feel AoEs are remarkably powerful now. I mean, remarkably powerful. You're talking about one AoE can hit and potentially kill 80% of the unit. Right, so you're saying if the unit is five five people you're or clumped. six people, and you're all two inches apart, and it's an AOE three, so that hits the guy, the target, and three other models. Yeah, right. That's eighty percent. That's eighty percent. Now that's on a direct hit. Correct. Okay, if you miss, it's only the model gets that one takes, blast damage. That takes what, one blast damage hit. roll. Yeah. yeah. I don't. I gotta be honest. I love the AOE units in Warcaster, and I don't remember being able to remove eighty percent of a unit reliably. So, so here's the thing. The the AOE will have a value also. Correct. So it's right. like AOE 2 or whatever. Right. So, I mean, the first card that I think most people come across with an AOE on the released cards is probably the Desecrator. And that is an AOE 3. And that's where mm-hmm. we're so getting... So that could hit up to four models. Correct. Yeah. yeah. That's, that's well, remarkably strong. That's, that's, that is that's remarkably strong. Right but I guess yeah. the question becomes how many... AOE threes are going to be out there. How many AOE twos? How many AOE ones? We don't know that yet. You know there's going to be an AOE four at some point. Yeah, I can tell you though that um, when I played War- the very first game of Warcaster for me, and I moved my unit, I'm like, oh my gosh, that was great, and I wish that agree she mm-hmm. had it on yeah. open terrain. Feels good on open terrain. I couldn't agree with you more. Now, what do you think about the difficult terrain rule change? So okay. say what it is first, so people know. So what you're talking the difficult. About. The difficult terrain, thank you for the tip, the difficult uh, terrain... What, I had no reason to be concerned? No, you didn't. Okay, go ahead. The difficult terrain movement penalty is that if you're going to... If you start off in difficult terrain or you're going to encounter difficult terrain during the course of your movement, then instead of moving whatever value of movement the model has, it is that value minus two inches. So if you are a speed six, you would now be speed four if during your movement you were going to encounter difficult terrain. The problem is, it, it's a, it sounds like a great rule, and my experience in Warcaster is there are many times that you may want to move up. Let's assume uh, you're, you have a speed of... I'd like to apologize for the rough sound cut. We had a really loud noise that we couldn't do anything about, 
and then as long as everything was stopped, we stopped for dinner. So we're going to pick up where we left off, where Arthur was discussing movement. Movement. So with with the new system, if you start in rough terrain, I'm going way back, but yeah, fine. go all the way back. If you start in rough terrain, or during the course of your movement, you're going to encounter rough terrain, you lose two inches off your movement profile, more or less. So if you were, for example, speed six, and you were starting off in rough terrain or going to cross rough terrain during your movement, you're essentially speed four. The thing that I don't love about that is, let's assume you have a range 10 gun and your opponent is 16 inches away, but during the course of your movement, you are going to encounter even just a sliver of rough terrain. Well, now you're basically speed four, and therefore you wouldn't be within range. So what ends up happening is you, you kind of spend some time trying to figure out a different path, or could I avoid this? And if you can't, you basically just stop short. Or let's assume you were four and a half inches away from a, a forest, and you want to move. Well, now you're only going to move four inches, which means you're still a half inch short of even touching the forest. So what ends up happening is you decide, okay, I'm just going to move as far as I can. I'm going to touch the forest, but I stop right there. So I'm not going to intentionally try to move through the forest. I'm going to just stop short in order to get that extra half inch. And so that's where I find that it gets a little sometimes time consuming because you, you try to find, you know, depending on the train, of course, but you, you'll try to find a different path to accomplish what you want to accomplish. And so I find that to be... I don't know what the right word is. I don't know if it's clunky, clumsy, or just time-consuming, or if it's just a fact of life and you have to suck it up and deal. Those are all good words and phrases you use there. Yeah. I, I don't love the two inches on, on the rough terrain. I don't know what I would have liked better. I know they, you know, since you're not really moving each individual model, you can't do the half speed. I get that. I'm also not sure, and I, I read through the beta rules, is there anything about seeing into or out of forest. Did you see anything for that? Well, let's consult the rule book. Consult the rule book! And I also assume Pathfinder still exists, right? Yes, it does. Well, yeah. One of the command cards just gives you the Pathfinder. That's all. Yes, good point. Uh, okay, so we do have forests. Yeah, We've I got don't... them right here. Forest is rough terrain and provides concealment to a model completely inside its perimeter. Okay. So that's the same. Yep, and then drawing line of sight, blah, 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 same as it was. Okay. So they mentioned the three inches in, three inches out? Yep. Okay, well, that answers that question. Yep. I guess I just glossed over that while I was reading. Yeah, um, I am I would say that I am in Private Your Press's corner on this one because uh, I think it is simpler to just say minus two inches as opposed to trying to measure. Because like if we're talking... Uh, we talked a little bit before, I think, about, you know, when you replace a model, you know, for the for the, the, the unit leader, as it currently is, you know, that introduces imprecision. Like, no matter how hard you try, you could easily replace a model incorrectly. Yeah. And it's the same exact thing, if not more so, with this kind of movement. Especially if you have, like, you know, some kind of semi-3D template, you know, you got to try and measure. It's like, okay, it's going to be this, it's going to be this. And then eventually people just get down to, well, you know, it'll be a half inch. It will take off a half inch or whatever, yeah. you know, yeah. and it's not going to be perfectly accurate, which I do think is fine, but it is certainly simpler to just say, well, we're going to lose two inches. Okay. You know, I, I, I that's what I think. All right. Uh, let's move on here. What other bullet points do we have to work with? Uh, the one thing that actually we, we kind of skipped over 
Uh, we talked about AOEs briefly. Yeah. We didn't talk about the sprays. They're probably coming later. Right? No, they, they were part of AOEs and sprays. Oh, okay. So basically, the, the rule is, I'm trying to think of a current model. It's like the Signar Lightning guy, uh, Stormsmith Stormcaller. Mm, he doesn't have a spray. No, but he used to shoot a line. Oh, yeah, yeah, Because that's yeah. how sprays work now, basically. There's a, there's a, there's a convergence oh, Yeah, there's a convergence thing. warjack. Uh, I don't think it's the rule. I forget the name of it. A storm emitter. Mark three rule. Who cares? Who cares? Okay. So basically the way the sprays work, and I think they gave one example uh, where the model was a spray 12. So essentially, you target a model up to 12 inches away, and you draw a imaginary line. Uh, most of us will probably use a laser. And any model that's intersected by that line is also hit. So, just thinking about that for a minute, I actually think sprays, whereas I think AOEs have gone to being good, to being extremely good, I think sprays went the opposite direction. I don't think they're bad, but they are not as powerful as I think they are currently. Do you want to hear something really oddly pedantic? Sure. What's the width of that line? That it has to be drawn through. You know what I mean? Like, like we at the Liberty Brawl, a someone had a, a some, point has no dimensions, and a line is a sequence of points. Um, that's math. That's true. Okay, perhaps it is, but like I'm thinking of the person at the Liberty Brawl who had this super thick laser line. Yes. And, yeah. Right. And like, is is their line different than my little army painter laser line? Sponsor so, of the Voker Brawl, by the so way. So what what what, <laughs> what we're promoting right they now? They make great laser lines. He yeah. said little. He didn't mean it. Well, we're promoting it's perfectly that is sized. We want to find the worst possible, cheapest laser that's the most inaccurate or non-precise laser possible, so that you have a swath yeah. <laughs> coming down the table. I, I just, I, I don't know. I, I, I don't want, I don't want to be so get 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 so into the minutia, but I, I would like that question someone answered. Well, Does it have to? I assume it's going to be center to center again. I, I, I also, right? Yeah, it is center it's, to so, center. So center to center doesn't. So that's going to kind of help, strongly dictate. The okay. accuracy of the... I, yeah, I, I think sure. if we're talking, you know, the difference in, in width of a, a laser, yeah, we're, that is very pedantic. Yeah, it's just stuff But I you are the about. head judge. It's stuff I think Except about. Except that Captain Con. Where I'm only a floor judge. judge. That yeah. is true. Um, okay. It's not true. <laughs> it is absolutely true. Zosha, don't listen to him. You are in charge. Okay, what's next on our bullet point? I'm sorry, Zosha. I didn't know that was you. <laughs> what's next? <laughs> uh, okay, next on the list. So next was Warjack and Warbeast customization. Mm. So actually, you know... Didn't I we talk about this already when we talked about my concerns about homogeneity? Briefly. Briefly touched on it. Okay. But, uh, wait, lightning round. Love it. Undecided. Seth is undecided. Uh, I like it. Okay. Wow. I like it. This I'm is like a total reverse. This was my first love, your first undecided, and your first like, maybe? Yeah, so my, my experience with magnetizing has me oh, saying this. You know, because I... But as much as I apologized for it earlier, like it's saying like, oh, it's going to be great. They provide the magnets, you know, they create the contact points. I still am a little bit, you know, like, right, so, eh, but you're talking leery. About, okay, you're leery. so yeah, and and like especially with like painting models. Now again, it's going to be like some kind of resin or plastic, so that's going to be less of a thing. But painting models and then like having them magnetize in a certain way and they hang weird and like or if they're metal and they chip, like it's just so frustrating. So, but so your complaint is on the physical process of building the model. Purely structural, yeah. And my love is for the rule. Yeah. And which, I, I we're talking about the rule. I think we meet right in the middle here. I think it's, I think, I think it's I, fine. Because I, I, I like the rule. The so. reason why this is cool, like, I like anything gives me choices. I like freedom. Mm -hmm. I really do. Mm -hmm. 
And um, that's probably why I'm not necessarily the hugest fan of Theme Forces. It's probably what made me play Mercenaries as a primary, because mm -hmm. originally with like Irregulars, I basically had access to everything, and so I felt unrestricted and unconfined. The reason why I like the Warjack uh, customization so much is that it does give you the ability to say, I don't have two Juggernauts, for argument's sake, right? Mm -hmm. I have to this or this juggernaut's got two axes and this one's got two open fists or whatever or you two know, guns. yeah you know what i and i do like so I like the, that yeah and i do like the idea of being able to be like oh yeah this is this is uh so in the rule book there's a there's a picture of the great bear that's uh that's jack. gonna be a kid or jack is, yeah. it's gonna be called the great bear so this is this is Artie's great bear you know yeah. he does it with this for he does it with this you know yeah. this loadout this is this is this is Artie's great bear i think it's I cool think I like that even though even the card that they showed which was i think for the signar light and i'm reading through that thing and i'm like all right so i can have this gun or i can have this weapon or i can have this gun which also has its own weapon for mm -hmm. melee mm -hmm. and then you know also a little news flesh i don't think we discussed it and i'm sure it's going to come up later in the list but warjacks uh, and war beasts that are armed basically always have dual attack so all Warjacks and Warbeasts right. have dual attack. You know what that means? We don't have to talk about it, but it's great. And so to have... Yeah, this, they can make all their attacks. Yeah, and so to have this customization, especially with the heads. So like that little yeah. Signar Jack, one of his heads, I believe, gives him shield guard. And then he can have a shield as one of his weapons, which kind of gives him plus two armor. And I don't know if he had the ability to get two shields. I'd probably not. I don't think that's a thing. Well, it is on like the in, in War in Warcaster. You can. I don't believe it's in this. I, I saw something about that. Well, I, right. I want to throw but, something in here real quick. Yeah. Uh, at a conversation with someone, they were very concerned about the heads and that people weren't going to put the right heads on. There was going to be confusion. Well, that's and I said, well, I said, well, you know, remember it exists in Warcaster, and I can tell you from the Warcaster tournaments I ran and from the Warcaster that I played, people took a token and they said, mm -hmm. yeah, that's the head on there, but this is the ability or this is what it is. As long as it's yeah. marked, no one so, had a problem. And, and to be fair, in Warcaster, it's easier, right? Because the odds of you having multiple jacks yeah. uh, in the game is fair pretty enough. low. And I but think in War it, Machine, you might have four of the same yeah. jacks. So yeah. you, a token, though, I think, is, is fine. No one's going to know what the heads are. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> People so that's, are just gonna, that's the bottom line. Yeah. It's like, oh, what does this Warjack do? Well, if, if it aims, it sees yeah, through it's, stealth. It's like okay, the, great. It's the first time you play against Retribution, and you're like, all your Warjacks look like Michelin men. What's going on? <laughs> I, I, like, who is that? You have no idea. Is this one going to throw a tire at me? Like, yeah. Well, kind of. Yeah. Magical tire. It throws magic, a magic, it's magical It's pretty tire. much all magical. All magical. Right. This one's going to pierce right through your armor. Yeah. All right. So what else we got? Customization. Right. I like it. Uh, racked spells. Ooh, yes. All right, lightning round? Lightning round. Love I it. Love it. Love it. I wish we all said that at the same time. I'm sorry. But no, this, this, is, this is cool as hell. Who wouldn't want, like, I don't know, to say, I have freezing grip on virtually every caster I have. Just, well, if that's a... Well, I'm just on making... I have to as give an example. example, though, we could talk about, like, Snipe. Or we could yeah. talk about yeah. Windstorm. You know, yeah. like... And you know, you know what you excites me? This is going to sound odd. Because you know that there's going to be, I hate to overuse the word homogeneity, but people are going to be like, oh, this is a standard loadout for this caster. This works. This is mm -hmm. good. And then someone picks that one spell that everyone thinks is useless and doesn't have a, an application, and they find some way to make some kind of thing work. And everyone's like, oh my gosh, how did I ignore that spell all this time? And mm -hmm. So you know what I actually think is kind of really important with this one too? You know, if you look at the, the way the new army structure is going to work, or faction structures, right? So we have the faction of Signar, but then we have all these armies, which are kind of sub-factions or subsets. 
Yeah. Uh, and there, there will be some crossover between them, but not necessarily. It'll be, so it'll be... We, 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 yeah, yeah. so I actually feel the Wrath spells will be the biggest keepers of faction identity as we know it. Mm. And I, so I think that's kind of cool. And Interesting. I think, yeah, so like, you know Kador is going to have, we'll say, Boundless Charge as its Wrath spell the same way Signar has Snipe. And that will help define Kator because I've hmm. often made the argument, it's a little bit, it's a little bit argumentative, <laughs> uh, that the game does not have 13 factions. Mm. And in reality, it has something like 52 mm-hmm. because theme forces are basically their own independent faction. And it looks like they're continuing with that tradition. They absolutely are. Slightly. You've spoken it into reality, Arthur. Uh, I, <laughs> again, it happened again. You know, and that's also true. So... I think we can talk about that now. Why not? We'll mm-hmm. just jump into it. When I was talking about like the Crix Jacks that they released, and you were suggesting that those are the Crix Jacks for the Dark Host, right? That's the name the, of it. Whatever the Bane, the Bane theme. Yeah. Or Bane War Army. I don't know if I think a lot of the War Jacks will have the uh, camaraderie, right? I think that's the rule. Is any camaraderie? Cadre. Oh, cadre. 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 They'll have the cadre rule. Maybe not all of them, but I think most of them. I, I can't imagine them limiting, because every Arc Node in Crix was in there. Uh, well, so now, like, Arc Node's probably going to be ahead. That's that's the case for, I think, one of the signals. On the cards, they actually had the Arc Node um, advantage on the card, so... And you, you are right. That is one of the Signar heads was uh, an arc Okay, well... So, yeah, it's, it's possible. It's yeah. possible. I mean, yeah. Um, but I think, yeah, in terms of, like, variability, like, this just adds more to it. And I think this is a thing where, like you said, you know, they're, they're almost like... They are subdividing factions. And so I, we mentioned this earlier that as of now, as of, like, recording this, the plan, you know, that they're, they're working with is... One army, three lists for competitive play. Like, that's that's the competitive yeah. format as it stands. That could change, of course. Yeah. But so, like, army means Storm Legion. Army sure. means Banes. Army yeah, yeah. means Exemplars. So, like, you have that one army and then three lists. Which, to me, just as a side note, is great because, oh, like, I can, go, I can go competitive complete. Do you think that's how they're going to do it? Right, that's how they said so far. So, so. You, so you wouldn't be playing Signar and Lauren I have... on the Discord specifically. So, so okay. So... You wouldn't say I'm playing Signar and then have like the Grave Diggers list or the the Striker list over here or Army whatever it is, Correct. and then Siege Army here, and you would have Storm Division three times. Correct. With a What's certain the... with a certain number of models that are cadre and can be taken in multiple. Correct. So like the, well, that's the exam- fine, but the point is I would have three Storm Legion lists, and I assume there are three casters for Storm yep. Legion. Yeah, that sucks. We'll so see. I think this is where this is where like they absolutely have taken away like some variability there. Because yes. now you're not facing trenchers and storm division, as it would be called now. You're, you're sure just facing. That. I mean, yep. that's what it said. So, like, is that going to change? It could, but that's that should change. That's, can, that's can what I give Lauren you a hot said. take on that? Because this is new information for me as well. I like. Yeah, I was the... just on the beach. So I was reading constantly, so that's <laughs> yeah, how I sure, got all this sure. stuff. Sure, rough life there on the beach, but um, you I think. Hard today. <laughs> <laughs> I think the um, there are times in War Machine when it was you saw the same four casters from each of the factions, right? And there was no variation. It was You knew you were going to face the following mm-hmm. types of mm-hmm. casters. You planned for casters. And then there was a period of time where it was all the same armies, but different casters. Like theme lists. Or, yeah. Or, or... But I mean, like, all the same. Like, every army composition was almost identical to the next one. Mm-hmm. I think this, what you were describing to me, although it sounds like we're going to make it all one army, 
right? I think between the, the, the card selection, the command cards, mm -hmm. the spell selection, I think it is going to be a lot different. I don't know what the cadre is going to look like, so I'm kind of reserving judgment on whether or not I think this is going to suck, but we'll find out. Sure. I, it just... God, yeah. I really don't like it. I mean, I don't I like you. anything about it. In Prime, because... I don't That's what we're talking about. I don't want to use a current example. Yeah. yeah. So in Prime, they said there'd be, what, like five units, five solos, X, uh, three Warcasters, and I don't know about Jax or whatever, but that's fine. Mm -hmm. How much difference can I really make from one list to another? Well, and, I mean... And then if, if the spells are racked, because that's actually the topic we were currently on, mm -hmm. yeah. how different are the spells going to be? I mean, how many spells are going to come with a caster? Maybe two? Maybe three? Uh, and then I you're think gonna... so far it's always been two. In the right, and, then you're gonna and then you're going to rack the rest. Yeah, but we, yeah. we don't have enough information to know, is, is my point. Yeah, so, yeah, I would hope. That's all right. So, so that's I the think... one thing I now dislike. Okay, that's fair. It. So I think I so like just to to wrap up on this point, I think the, the to me like I I understand what you're saying, Arthur, and but to me the benefit is like if I want to play Storm Legion because sure. I think they're cool, which I do, yeah. I can just buy Storm Legion. I don't have to also go out and buy Grave Diggers because in order to be competitive, you can't just play. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I I do have some faith that they will be able to you know between the the racked spells, which there's a ton of them. Um, and between, you know, the command cards, which can provide stealth or Pathfinder or whatever, you know, whatever tools you may be lacking, you will be able to build three competitive lists, like uniquely competitive lists, out of each army. But right. we'll see. I hope we'll that see. doesn't happen. So what, what else we got? Command cards. Should we lighten around that? Yeah, love them. Love, love them. them. Yeah. 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 Okay. Tools, cool. tools that you can just use, which, again, like, helps with, I don't have to bring a stealth solution because I have a command card that gives my unit Isle of Sight. Yeah, so, the, boom, the, one, the one thing I will say about these, so the ones that they released so far, which uh, apparently are the vanilla ones, I think they're all fine. I noticed that a couple of them towards the bottom actually cost one or two points, mm -hmm. which is probably also fine. Mm -hmm. What I'm nervous about, or what I would be concerned, nervous is too strong, but what I'm concerned about is that going forward in power creep, how ridiculous do some of these get for certain factions and or do they potentially use command cards as a crutch because, you know, oh, we need to bump this up, or we need to curl tail I this gotcha. or something like that. That's fair. I think that's a weakness. Yes. Mm -hmm. But it's, it's a great idea. And I do think that it helps a little bit that you get five of them. So, like, you might say, like, well, I need an out for stealth, but you got four other ones that you could always pick from. You know what uh, I mean? Like, you pick the one. Are and they then... usable? You can use them over and over again or no? No. So they're so like one use only, feats. right? Yeah. So command okay. cards are so like special it. mini feats that you have that you can use, and it'll specify when you can use them. Okay. And how you can use them. So you know who's jealous right now? Uh, Grimkin. Yes. Very good. That's awesome. Nobody yeah. ever gets like my random crap. Uh, All right. Okay. What else on. we got? Uh, assassination and execution oh. modes. I'm not going to lightning round this one. Especially because uh, I, I didn't read this one. All right, lightning round. I love it. Okay. I don't know. I love it so much. I, I, I this one. Indifferent. I think it's so cool. All right, then, then go ahead, man. Okay, Gush. so yeah, Gush take it, take I it. Just, I just really like First this. First of all, define your terms. What, what, what is he talking about? Okay, so yeah, so we have assassination and execution. So it's two different game modes to play. Assassination is like the classic. Like, the caster dies, it's done, game's over. Execution. Your warcaster can only be killed by the enemy warcaster. Okay. So it 
it basically is a system where like you have to use your caster to kill their caster. All right, I got that. I followed you. There. Yeah. So there are rules about like what happens if some other model reduces your warcaster to zero hit points, and so like it like stops upkeeps, like they they all fall off, and, like like it's crippling, like it's a bad thing. But basically, it's designed to help new players get started. So like you play with execution oh, instead okay. of assassination, which forces you as the presumably better player to play a different game than you're used to. Gotcha. Or you just play it all the time because I think it's fun. It's a fun idea. Interesting. Where right. it's like. You, you like, it's actually funny because I did read it. I don't have it memorized, but it was like, you stay at zero wounds. You're not dead, but you are at zero wounds. So, like, the other Warcaster can, like, walk up to you and kill you, like, very easily oh, at sorry. that point. But you do, like, heal up, like, one point the next turn, basically. And then there was but something like, about if you spend the focus to heal, it's five or something or three. Yeah, you get, like, bonuses to so you can heal back up quicker okay. or something like that. But it's meant to be, ultimately, yeah, it's yeah. meant to be forgiving for newer players. I so like you that. say, yeah, all right, we're going to play this way. All right. And then now you're ready for the big leagues where anything can kill you. That's, yeah. a, that's a good point. I actually, I didn't think of it from that lens Yeah. for new players. And for new players, it's... That's great, and I suppose I can't speak for a tournament, right? Because the tournament would either have to be one way or the other. I assume that's now going to be a new thing that needs to be attached to the type of tournament you're yeah, running. Yeah, yeah. I think the assumption is one thing, but... But I think even in a casual game, you, you do have some people who I think dislike, oh, you killed my caster and game over. Mm -hmm. There's some people who don't like that. I played on Dead in Warhammer Fantasy, so it was like if you killed my general, my whole skeleton yeah, army yeah. melted anyway. So I was quite used to it. For me, it was an easier transition. Well, I mean, look, War Machine has always been a high risk, high reward design, right? Mm -hmm. Like, and and yes, in different rule sets, the risk has been higher, the reward's been higher, whatever it is. But I'm glad they haven't gotten rid of Caster Kill because mm -hmm. there's something very satisfying, quite frankly, about it. And yeah, it's punishing, but the lessons you learn getting assassinated. But I got to say, I really don't hate this idea that we're now going to have an additional format so someone who's brand new to the game didn't play for 10 minutes and has to wait for two hours for the next round. Right. Exactly. I, I also, I and it, it, it also lets you, as a player, as, as like the, the teaching player, you can play hard and still like not win the game. Which, like, intentionally not win the game. But it's like a training round. Except you don't have to be like, well, I didn't actually do that. You know, we can roll it back. Like, what? you're still playing the game because it's like, I almost killed your caster. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. If I get my caster in there, you're going to die. So, you know, like, you can still play a real yeah, version yeah. of the game. So, okay. it's so less conscious. Basically, what I'm gathering is that execution mode means that your racked spell of Razor Wind might actually get taken. Big deal. <laughs> it becomes a big deal. Yeah, because all of a sudden, that convection is looking pretty decent yeah. right about now. Because Yeah, I'd have to double check the rules just to see, like, you know, is this going to... Does it have to be in melee? I don't know. But right. I, whatever. It all has right. to be a caster kill so by the caster. Good, good enough for our discussion. That'll be good for our, you know, bounty system at the Boker Bowl oh, yes. in 2023 when yes. we're all playing Mark IV. Yes. So, unless... Well, I already know what's going to happen. I'm going to say the next one. Then I'm going to go right into whatever it is that comes out of my mouth, which we all know is completely random. Okay. Then you Word guys may retort what I say. Okay. But don't feel it necessary to. Okay. <laughs> oh, Just throw oh, that out there. Oh, please. Go ahead and, and read. Removal of theme forces. Yeah, okay, great. It's a lie. But great. Uh, you didn't remove theme forces. You just changed your name. Uh, I don't necessarily love theme forces. I don't necessarily hate theme forces. I'm kind of mixed emotions because there are aspects of them that I think are kind of cool, and then there are aspects of them that I totally dislike. 
And part of me almost liked the Mark II ones better in a weird like way. Like the very fluffy ones. Yeah, because yeah, because if you wanted to go down the fluff road, you could. Whatever. To say that Stryker has a different army than Siege, and they don't talk to each other anymore, and Siege is trying to build castles somewhere, and Stryker's trying to do whatever the hell he's trying to Like, shut up. You know, it's like, whatever. But I'm done. Wow, you really went on a ledge there. I know, typical me. <laughs> yeah, I, I, honestly, you set expectations way too high on that. I'm sorry. <laughs> so yeah, I, I mean, I think you're 100 percent correct in that. Like, theme forces the words is gone, but yeah. like, you know, the structure in terms of like limited models is still there. Yes, 100 um, percent. Now, the thing that is no longer there is requisition points. No more free uh, points. That you know what you know what they did. Who do we know? What? How do I word this properly? What? ridiculously intelligent, highly charismatic, totally awesome person that we know for the last at least two, three years has been saying, let's just play a 100-point game and no free card. Who could have that been? Uh, Arthur Monsonelli? Close. Oh. That guy from the jazz quartet at Captain Con. <laughs> <laughs> the rules. That's what he so, was called. So they, they finally done that. Okay, great. All right, so... Um, I do like the... I do like the... So, yeah, yeah let me throw that out there. It's simple. Look, I think it was important that they got rid of the term theme forces. I think the ones that mixed... That, that, that blurred the faction identity needed to go, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Uh, didn't love those. I didn't love the, the constant free points. They never really seemed to dial that in correctly until mm-hmm. they dialed the points of the models in correctly, which took them a really long time. Um, so I, I am, I'm, again, I don't feel like I have enough information to say that what they're doing now is not going to be good, but I am glad that they have given up the, my least favorite parts of theme. Yes. What else we got? What else we got? Oh, I have to, uh, you know, because you like to call me out and you like to do things. So just know, and, and for the folks listening, you can't, you can't mind me too much. I am what we call, I think, brutally honest, and I think people usually respect it, right? So if I said that theme forces removal thereof, whatever, kind of a crock. It's because it's really how I feel, and I'm not necessarily going to sugarcoat anything. Because I'd rather just be honest. It's so much better. Let people know exactly how you feel, how you stand. Could you be honest with my question of what's next? What's next? Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Unfortunately, your timing's perfect. Uh, Because I want to attack a friendly model right now. He's sitting to my right. But I can't do that. Me, Stephen Rabideau, is on his left. Because the rules don't let me. Now, I've already threatened to stab you once. I'm saying now I might have to invite you to work tomorrow so you can have a small construction accident. Mm. Yikes. I am so happy that they finally have this codified. It has yeah. always been, in my opinion, counterintuitive. I thought it was a, a cheesy way to get a benefit for yourself or your army or whatever it is that you wanted to do. I do think that there are certain armies or units specifically that maybe should have some kind of special rule because I like that kind of fluffy like command cards. Uh, oh, is it a command card? It will be. Okay, that'd be that that's, would my, actually, that's my prediction like, right like, now. That'd Scorn, be funny. Scorn will definitely be able to like stab, Scorn, especially a minion. Yeah. You're like you just die. You're in my way. Yeah, there, there should be there. I think that would be a neat mechanic if we can make it work. If they can make it work, I'm not writing rules. But I love that now you just you just don't attack your own models. That never made any sense to me, except for those really fluffy things. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, that's fair. That's fair. Yeah, I, I do think that like attacking your own models is usually a a like a tool of last resort where it's kind of like, all right, well, I made a mistake. I got to kill right. this guy because he's like sitting outside of a zone and I need to be scoring this zone. I'm going to spend some attacks, kill this guy. Or it is 
a way to get around your opponent's defenses. Speaking specifically, like the, the most iconic thing in my mind is uh, Hellmouth as a spell. Yeah. So it hits something, could be anything, friendly, enemy model, uh, and then it sucks everything I in. About that one. Yeah. Well, things that haven't aren't as popular anymore. Sure. But like it sucks everything in and then like deals a pow twelve, RFPs, blah blah blah. Like but it it's, does also, a bunch of it's stuff. a threat extension for yourself, which is why you cast it on your own model. It yes. could be a threat extension for yourself because it'll pull your own models three inches forward. And so like, you know, in Cricks you run a scrap thrall or whatever up there, and then you just hit it in the back and like, you know, no matter how well I space my models. You just run it into the middle of them and then suck them all in and they die. Yeah. Or or in circle, you know, you have sentry stones. How many eliminators, Chaosi eliminators, have I lost because someone ran something up next to them and hit it with an AOE? Yeah. Or so, a lightning arc. Or a lightning, or a lightning arc. arc. Yeah. yeah. So like, th- there's a ton of stuff like that where it's like, we're just solving it by saying you have to interact directly with your opponent's models. You can't yeah. interact with your own models. Uh, the so, next one is nothing. It's okay. uh, integration hordes into War Machine. That's nothing. The next one is um, more powerful War Jackson War Beast, which translates to the dual attack thing, so I'm just yep. going to move yep. on. Please do. Streamlining of stats. I don't actually think they're streamlined. I know we got rid of strength. Uh, got rid of strength. Guess, did we get rid of command? Got rid of command. So for regular troops, yes. For Warcasters, or they don't call them Warcasters anymore. For commanders, no. Look, we, we need actually... certain amount of information to play the game, yeah. right? I, I think they just reclassified some things. It's fine. Let's keep it. So, yeah. Well, so so let's be specific here. So the the change, the major change is, or the major changes, where we lost command as a stat. Yep. Uh, we lost strength as a stat. Yep. And then for commanders, which is the new name for warlocks and warcasters, we gained we gained arcane, arcane attack, attack yeah. which actually might apply to other models. That might be on every model because there are spellcasters. No. It might be on other models. Yeah, other, yeah. yeah. But. Um, so we've got arcane attack, uh, and we now have a separate uh, what well, was arcane attack, and then we have control range and focus. Yeah, it's except focus is called like arc arcane. Or yeah, something. it's arcane power because arcane it's ar- power, arcane yeah. essence. You're right, yeah, right. exactly. So so Arcane Power okay. is a separate stat, which is like your current Focus or Fury number, and then um, Control Range is its own separate stat. So they separated, you know, going from Focus or Fury to three separate things. Yes. That's well, you know did. what? I want to talk about that. Yeah. That's a big one. That's actually a huge one. I think it's worth talking and, about. And, yeah, 100%. So we were talking about this actually off mic, but I'm going to use the same example. Um, mm-hmm. It always, like, annoyed me that... Like, Karchev, for example, is supposed to be this great tactical commander. And for you to turn around and say, well, he can only control things within 10 inches of himself. It's like, really? Really? He doesn't have the, his presence or whatever doesn't have the ability to command his warjacks uh, further out than that? I don't, you know, for the spell slinging side of it, okay, whatever, who cares? But I was like, why does he have to be constricted to a 10 inch bubble of, of control area mm-hmm. when he should be much higher than that? And so I always felt like, you know, why can't you have a spell slinger who is just not that, I don't know, focused battery-ish where he, does, he can't right. tap into the magical energy of the world that great, but when he does, it's dynamite. Right, so that, that's always kind of the thing is like, you could, like fluff-wise, you could make an argument for like, is Haley the best at controlling Warjacks? It's like right, she that's, that's sort of a side effect of her Time Lord status of like, and you know, being able to cast all these awesome spells and do it super well. Like the side effect is you could also just run a ton of Warjacks or like Harbinger. Hmm. Is Harbinger's thing really like running Warjacks? No, it's like being this divine, you know, or even blessed. Ron. Ron's a good one, right? Yeah, like really any caster that's like focus eight it and, and is really league. yeah, and is really about spell casting. Because you want to be focus A for spellcast. Like, if you're a really good spellcaster, that's where you want to be. But side effect, you can also run Warjacks better than a lot of 
like Warjack casters. Right. And now know? with this change, they can make a conscious choice between one or the other when they design the casters. Hundred percent. Yes. And okay. I do. I I will argue that it is a little more clear because instead of saying, "Oh, that focus stat," uh, well, that's that's the to hit roll. You use that. You know, you have stats over here. This is the stat for that. Also, you have to double that. That's your control range. Now it's just like, here's your control range. Here's your attack value. Here's right. the number of points you have to spend. Yeah. No math involved. Yeah. Right. Kinda. All right. Yeah. Good. No, that was yeah that 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 was that's actually a really good change. I um, I'm glad they made that one. Yeah. So I like that one. Oh, okay, good. Running standardization. So this is basically where they turn around and they say when you run, you run your speed plus five inches. So there is no more uh, double your speed. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and the, the big thing there is like you don't have to worry about movement versus speed anymore because like movement added, but then it didn't add to running. You they actually yeah. speed right. like. So here's here's the thing, and I, or he added the running, but didn't double, like you know. It's yeah, I got simple. Here's the thing, Steve, and I, actually, I think this is where we have opposite viewpoints based on a conversation I had with uh, this guy. Do tell. I think the game is going to move somewhat slower because I believe models don't will no longer move as fast or as far as they currently do, and. I'm very curious to see what the new Steamroller packet would look like because I anticipate things like flags and or objectives being closer to the center of the table because otherwise I would never be able to truly contest my opponent's flag because it will take me too many turns to cross the table. And I heard that you think the opposite, that it's faster. So the big difference is, sure, like it's only five inches, but that's one model. So one model mm-hmm. goes its speed plus five inches. Sure. So let's start with like a speed. Well, so first off, like every speed four model is now faster than it was. Because now it moves four plus five instead of four plus four. Uh, yes. So your Kano Warjacks, they move faster. Sure. Um, but like, so my speed six guy, sure, this one guy moves one less inch than he could before, but his buddies are two inches further than he is. So, and then next turn, with, that two inches further guy with, moves. Within space. Yes, within space. So, like, it's not, they're all not two you can get, directly we, ahead. We've played Warcaster enough, right? You get yeah. one or two guys to do, like, the leapfrog thing, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, sure. But you're not going to get that much more. If you're speed six, normally you'd run 12. Okay, great. Now you're going to run, essentially, 11. And then, we'll say two, maybe three, it's possible. We'll actually go 13. Well, remember, the back of their base is two inches. So, correct. So, they go pretty but far. those aren't, overall... It might be closer than I'm suggesting, but I know in my head what I'm thinking. I, I'm really focused up for some reason on Speed 7 models. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And for you to just be like, okay, I have uh, Chaos Eliminator. Why not we use that for example for everything? Well, we both play Kador, so we'll talk about it all. Not me. No. no. I don't play Kador. You play that other red faction. Scorn. Yes. They're not really red. Please continue. There's so many times that you you know you have your model over here and you're like okay I'm just gonna measure out 14 inches from your flag so I know I could just blitz this model across mm-hmm. the table and contest your flag you can't do that. Well now you measure 11. Now you measure 11 or 12 for speed. And seven. you gotta hope that the second one is still alive, right? So that then that one can leapfrog. Assuming there's still a so, unit of two, and I, I imagine they will. Yeah, well we're getting we're getting into maybe we a little are, too now we're getting detail. yeah we're getting but a little specific. I I do think that so the the trade off there. In, like, sure, like, there's this kind of, like, double, you run, like, it could feel faster. I think the trade-off is in, like, dynamic flexibility. Not for units that have two models, necessarily, although that's a little true. But for units that have, like, three or f- three or five, I should say. Right. Like, that five-man unit, you can move the rightmost model, you can move the leftmost model. And so, like, 
they move they could move in opposite directions you know sure. one could go this way one could well not at the same time but in yeah. two possibilities one goes this way one, you know the uh, they go that way and so like you end up with a lot more like sudden movement flexibility like the the unit as a whole is well, much more dynamic but you always had that in that sense you always well, had the you, ability to run any direction well but you didn't because previously you would think about threat ranges in terms of how many models am i in range of sure. does this does this 10 man unit have like how many models are going to charge me? Because that's kind of how you have to play the game. It's like, well, I can survive two charges, so I'm going to move within two, but I'm going to keep the other eight out. Yes. You can't do that anymore. No, because if one gets to you, they can all get to you. So that's yeah, that's the other thing. Yeah, so like you have to think of it much more in well, terms of like this unit. I'm in threat range of this unit, you know, yes rather and, than oh, these. Models. So yes and no again. Right? Sure. So you have your unit of five. I have my unit of five. Okay. And I get a charge off. Which is speed plus three still. Yeah, speed plus three still. So I get to then, I don't want to use the word teleport, but you get it. I place, right? Mm-hmm. I place the rest of the unit after I move the first one. How many guys am I realistically getting into melee combat? I, I think three is kind of the max. Out of five? Yeah. So we're talking two fivers? Yeah. I, I mean, you get all of them. What, how many you have is irrelevant in a weird way. It's, I have this model. It's within range. Mm-hmm. That can make the charge. Mm-hmm. I I charge your model over there. I then move the rest of my unit. How many other models are you going to have that I can then put my two guys, my you know two of of my five or four other guys that are then going to be in range of all of your guys? Like in other words, nowadays when you see a charge, I might get on a good charge. We'll say six models mm-hmm. engaged. And, and the assumption, of course, is that I'm going to kill six of your models, and that kind of varies, but for the most part, that happens often. Not my models. I'm sorry. Please continue. Uh, I, don't, I don't believe that we're going to have those same type of results. I think we're looking for, I think we're looking at more prolonged combats, because I don't see, and we, again, we've played Warcaster enough. How often did we get a full unit onto a full unit? You don't. You get one or two models onto one or two models. I so think that's a I, good analogy, because in Warcaster, the guys kept coming back. Well, so I would like to table... Sure, but I'm saying just when you go for the charge. I, I would like to table this discussion. Sure. Because I want to discuss it with minis on the board. That's not going to be a good podcast. But we could do that, like, right after this. Because I'll, I'll make my point. But, like, when we come back, and I'm, I'm stepping on Seth's toes here, but when we come back, like, at the end of the month or whatever, we will have played a Mark IV game, and we're going to test some of this stuff out. So, like, yeah, I think we'll yeah. have different I mean, look, perspectives. I disagree, I'm is, but is I think... kind of, like, theory, and it's, just, it's yeah, my hot sure, take sure, on sure. it. So, so I want to move Look, on from just like stuff we that all, we have to figure out on the table because yeah, people can't see As long see as we it, all but. understand that all of the little finger motions you were making on the table to demonstrate models are not going to be seen by anyone listening. You don't know exactly. that. You don't That's know that. Oh, I'm pretty There's sure. There's a mathematical possibility that they did see uh, There is not, and I know math. There is. All right, go ahead. <laughs> That's the, the next? next thing. Increase melee ranges because they pretty much got rid of all the half inch to yeah, one half inch. half inch is yeah, going. That's okay. fine. Whatever. That's good. Oh, that means all our widgets. We got to change our widget design. For 2023. That's right. Yes. 2023. <laughs> Models are allowed to make ranged attacks while engaged. Yes. See, now this is another one that I think favors the ranged units again. Um, so this is this, this is, is a cool one. This is going to be important that we go we consult the rule book on this. So mm-hmm. I'm gonna I'm gonna start flipping. Consult through the book. Consult the what rule book. Uh... So let's just let's just point out here that Seth has printed out a binder of rules here. So I am literally flipping through because As a head judge would do. Yeah, because Seth is great like that. Because, well, it's man. more that Seth is old and can't read the PDF on his phone. All right. So he getting... needed to print it out so we could see full pages. All right, here we go. Ranged attacks. Range misses. If you have a minus four attack roll penalty. 
Yes. So, uh, engaged attacker. A model engaged by one or more enemy models can only make ranged attacks targeted, targeting enemy models engaging it. You cannot shoot oh, out of combat. There is okay, a yeah. there is so gunfighter I believe has changed to allow you to shoot out of combat. Gotcha. But you like you have to you can shoot so like if so I'm like really I'm good with my rifle I don't have to take out my crappy knife if you're engaging me I can shoot you with my really good rifle. Yeah, like I'm wondering if we see a lot of like ranged units just have guns. Well, one of the things that they did do is they have actually made a new gun type. Pistol. And what's the new gun type? The pistol. Oh yeah, yeah. So yeah, pistol does not suffer this penalty. There's a there's a plus four def like the the the, the defender gets a yeah. plus four. Def yeah, the the long gunner will be at minus four to hit in yeah. melee yeah. while shooting. Hey, someone. step back a couple inches. I gotta lift <laughs> up my big long rifle. Yeah. So so like you can still shoot though, but yeah. you can only shoot models that you are that are engaging you, yeah. and if you're engaged, and they get plus four def. All right. So nice. Uh, they've added more critical effects. Yeah, it's kind of funny because when you first read this, it's like more crits, yeah. and you're like. Wait, you figured out a way to roll more pairs on two <laughs> <Right>. dice? <laughs> Everybody gets weighted dice. <laughs> yeah. um, They're in with the magnets. All the dice have yeah. two fives. But, sorry, some more crit effects. We got like, rid of threes because nobody likes threes. Crit, crit effects are, are cool. I, I guess you have to take them slightly with a little air of caution just in case. But Yeah. Well, like, you I, learned I, when I, to depend on them and when not to depend on them. I don't mean as the player. I meant from a rule standpoint. Uh, yeah. Or yeah. a design and standpoint. But I, sure. I do wonder. I didn't. I haven't looked through the cards enough to know if like when adding more critical effects, if now there's other like like additional crits. Like I, new crits? I, new yeah, crit? Yeah. yeah, yeah like there probably is. I don't know what it would be, but. Uh, I don't know. Crit limp. Yeah. <laughs> You're just at minus to speed all the time. All right. <laughs> uh, <laughs> all right. Return of elevation. Hot take. Well, lightning round. Love it. Love it. All right, I love it too. I think we're <laughs> well, all back. You, we turned you. a bunch of our hills into craters, but well. You know, look, I took all, when I took all, when they removed hills. I took half, and we had like a hundred. Uh -huh. I took half of the hills that we had. You're talking about the two D. Yeah, I took half of our two D hills, and I put them. Hills. I put them away in a closet, and I took the other half and turned them into craters and clouds and these mm -hmm, kinds of mm -hmm. things. So. I love the return of hills because I still got the hills. Because Seth has been justified. That's right. So it actually <laughs> Seth the prophet. So it doesn't say return of hills. It says return to elevation. That's all. Return important. of elevation. Yeah. And it is important because the one thing that I do think is cool, and I know Steve loves it, is the whole three D terrain. Yep. And I didn't know this at first, but I quickly found that the answer. Uh, they have rules now for stairs. And ladders. And yeah. ladders and things. So we've added the ability to fight vertically, which I think is really cool. I know other games do it. Other systems do it. It is definitely a cool thing. However, I think it's something that will have to be monitored a little bit. Make sure that it's not too much of a time sink. Make sure it's not too complicated in some way. It may change in the future. It may go away. I don't know. But for right now, I think it's kind of cool. I like the ability to shoot up. Mm -hmm. I also like that we are clearly pushing to a dynamic table yep. and I know that there are lots of folks who love their 2D for clean up play and uh, all that kind of stuff but oh my god you have to stop <laughs> doing it on purpose I know you're doing it on purpose I'm folks just, just in case you don't know I have an almond cookie here from the local Chinese restaurant and, and a little, a little more, a fork. a little more history I used to work at a Chinese restaurant and they used to have to hide the almond cookies because I'd eat every one of them and so, ah, you're awesome. All right, so for the look on Absolutely Seth's face, awesome. I just want to say 
to the uh, the jury that is reviewing this as evidence in the murder of Arthur Continelli. I had nothing to do with it. That was all Seth. If Always you can look my back there, Steve. Don't check. If, if you even attack me in a fucking dream, you better wake up and apologize. <laughs> I get out of my deathbed and slap the shit out of you. So all right. Much anyway, editing. yeah. So anyway, so much editing. So I'm New very, York. I'm very happy that actually they, these will be the favorite moments of the whole damn cast. I am very happy that they are returning to a dynamic table. I think yeah. that, and again, you know, as an organizer, right, I'm always looking at it from, I want the community to grow, I want it to get bigger, I want more cool people to come and play this game with me. Mm-hmm. There is something about walking by a table uh, and watching people play on 3D terrain in a real setting. It looks cinematic, it looks epic, mm-hmm. and I like it. Yep, I agree, All 100%. Right. What else we got? Are you too busy chewing your almond cookie? Nope, done. If you, if you continue, by the way, I'm going to take the one back that I gave you. <laughs> <laughs> and there you have it. Okay. All right. Uh, I love this one already. Simplified power attacks. Uh, they talk about how Thrawn models uh, no longer deviate. I mean, you, don't, tar- you don't target other models. I've had, and I think we all have, I-, I think the most recent one for me was actually at Warfare Weekend, where it was round one, two, I don't know, and I'm playing against Crix, and the guy uses a Slayer to throw something towards Fiona, because I was playing Fiona at the time, and his interpretation of the way the throw was going to go was like, I was like, wait, what? Wait, what, what's happening here? Because then the whole thing of least disturbance and all of that crap started piling in, and then the judge came over and, and placed it right, and I was still like, why didn't he go this way? Shouldn't have the least disturbance made it go this way? But it didn't, and I just rolled with it, and I got lucky anyway, and I didn't die, which is the real point of that. But... The whole throwing, like throws. Seth, you're the head judge, right? I look it up every single. It time. is is yeah. the hardest rule in the game, right? I, I, yeah. that's, I, that's why I started carrying the book around. I, I agree. look it up every single time, yeah. just to make sure I wasn't messing up one part of the multi-step process to make sure it was being fair. Every yeah, because yeah, one of the coolest pitches of the game is like, I'm gonna throw your guy. Yeah, I'm gonna headbutt your guy, and he's yeah. gonna fall down. Like that's, I mean, those that's are cool. cool. They're cool. Yeah. They're fluffy. But like, yeah, it's it's confusing. Yeah. All right. It, um, has, it was. They also tied in, because they got rid of strength, they tied in the base size to basically the power of it. Yeah. yeah okay. For the collateral. Okay, All great. Right. Good. It's fine. Simplification of model rules, which... All right. Yeah, it's model by model, whatever. Uh, keywords. That's it. Okay. Yeah. All right. So, good review, everybody. Nice job. Not bad. Yeah. Would have been done 10 minutes ago if you didn't eat a cookie. But that's not important right now. How to get that in. Yeah, of course I did. So, uh, closing thoughts. Right. Anyone want to wrap up what their their thoughts on the, on this whole process so far? Anything they want to say? Yeah. Sure. Why not? Why don't you go ahead there, Mr. Cottonelli? So I do want to say that I I believe that there is a certain level of uh, what I'm going to call respectable brilliance in Mark IV. I I kind of see I see this angle. I, I always see an angle um, in virtually everything. I'm sorry, it's almost a character flaw at this point, but I see this angle where making War Machine much similar, much more similar, to Warcaster is a good thing from a business standpoint. Because it, it reminds me, I have like nothing but flashbacks or, or of like Warhammer Fantasy versus Warhammer 40k, where essentially they're the same game with just a different skin. And that's kind of how I'm looking at this. I'm looking at Warcaster being the sci-fi game and War Machine being, I guess, the steampunk slash fantasy game. But I think it makes it much easier for players to go from one system to the other without 
you know, too much complication. Like the rules are the same, more or less. And so maybe you were looking at something saying, oh, you know, I really wish I could have, uh, I don't know, some type of land speeder. And you're like, oh, wait a minute. I think it's ISA who has a land speeder, right? More or less, something like the hover bike. And now you can have one, play it, and you know the rules, like you know how to play it. It's kind of cool. So I, I do think there's a stroke of brilliance. Uh, Matt Wilson is clearly a fairly clever guy. All right, Mr. Rabideau, your closing thoughts. Yeah, I'm very excited for Mark IV. I think it's been in the air a long time. Certainly as somebody who like made the transition from Mark II to Mark III, like, you just kind of get this feeling after a while where like things feel stagnant. Like things are, like there's something coming down. You, you just sense it. So I'm glad that it's finally happened, and I'm happy with pretty much all the changes. I'm excited to basically learn about like new strategies. Yep. So like yep. the different kinds of tricks that you can pull now that like your units are like just the idea th- this is what was so cool about Warcaster to me was like just learning new strategy and like mm-hmm. thinking about the game in a different way. And so this provides a whole new way to think about War Machine. Yeah, instead of thinking about like like units in particular. Instead of thinking about like okay, these models are threatening me. You have to think about this unit as a whole. Like, yeah, what, I think you it's... Know, stuff uh, like that. Uh, someone I was talking to phrased it this way. War Machine asks you to solve some very specific uh, challenges and problems. And the new rule set, they're waiting to find out if the new challenges they have to, have to uh, solve, the new questions they have to answer, are going to be the ones that they want to, right? And the, yeah. And, yeah, and know, I think that the, the rules streamline a lot of things for new players in a lot of ways. Like, I, I do agree. I think... Having not played it, I think that they have succeeded in that goal because I think it's it's much simpler to like all of these things are much simpler to talk about in my mind. There's, yeah. one, there's, so, one, other, there's one other thing, and so, then 3D terrain. So your final final thought. My final final, please. So Steve and I both share a similar, dare I say, criticism of Warcaster in that we feel that they're too long, right? And there are too many steps to a pulse round or to a turn, mm-hmm. right? Okay. Yeah, yeah, I agree with that. Well, the fact that like War Machine is what it is or is going to be what it's going to be. It, it, it like it, it almost like could some of this be <clears throat> engineered as a way to speed up Warcaster? I don't know. Uh, M- I, maybe I think we're barking up the wrong tree we, talking we, about we, Warcaster. We might be. Well, but, but it's because this it's, is what I will say. I think that you know there, there's a lot of things. I, we didn't mention this before, but like the rollout of their their um, like box sizes. You know, like they're selling a 50 point starter box, which is like the smallest size that they recommend, but it's fully playable. As opposed to a battle box, where like battle box is not War Machine, yeah. it just isn't. Like, yeah. so no, now, like, like that's their starting thing. The two hundred dollar army, yeah. Well, which, by the way, is a great deal. Yeah, I, I, like, why they do talk, I feel like I've heard someone complain like two hundred dollars is too high? Been complaining about well, it. well, so like objectively, two hundred dollars is not a small amount of money. It is, but like subjectively, like you actually get a good deal on the models that you're getting. Like if you bought sure. them individually, cost more. But like that's a great thing for stores. Like that's the thing mm-hmm. that I really like about Mark IV is like. Mark III was very heavily focused on the rules. Like, we're revamping the rules, we're revamping, like, these models, we're changing all these things up, and virtually none of it had an impact on the concerns that, like, affect the game from the outside. Yeah. So, like, the things like, well, this is kind of hard to teach, and, like, players need, like, they need to learn, like, so much. Like, as soon as you get outside the battle box, like... You're getting crushed yeah. constantly. And, and like, the store needs to hold all these skews. Like, all these things that affect the game from the outside, they have actually addressed from within, which I like. Yeah. So well, I'll tell you. So when I read through the rules, I have to be careful, right, because there's only so much space in my brain. 
Mm-hmm. And if, if I, I don't want to replace some real rules, Mark III rules, with beta rules in my head. Right. Especially since I've got a lot of judging to do through the fall. Right. Boker, bro. <laughs> and, uh, but I, I was left with a real strong sense of this. So I always talk about defining your terms, right? So let's just say something that is complicated is hard to explain, okay? Something that is complex is hard to predict. For many, many years, War Machine has been both, right? It has been complicated and complex. After reading through the new rule set, I feel like it is only left being complex and that these rules will be very easy to explain to people and the game will be very straightforward to play, although very, very deep. And that gets me very, very excited. Mm. So that, yeah, that's, my, that. yeah, that's my final thought. All right, so uh, next episode, please do not expect one next week. We've got the Siege Invitational. We've got lots of things happening in August. So at the very end of August, we hope to have our next episode up. As Mr. Rabideau mentioned, we are hoping to have a... Very end of August? Yes, we're hoping to have a... I'm rolling, don't get in my way. Sorry. We were hoping to have a Mark Four game to discuss on the cast. Uh, and then, of course, we'll be able to talk about the Siege Invitational as well. Anything else there, Mr. Rabideau? Uh, Portal's got a tournament in September, September 10th. Looking forward to that. Outstanding. Anything else from you, Mr. Continelli? Yeah. Uh-oh. What, what, can we... The 5th is this week. All right, what happened to 13, 20, and 27? <laughs> What's the matter with you? Better. We'll see. We'll see. I don't want to discuss what my August plans are on the podcast. Oh, so you're saying you're busy? Yeah. Well, maybe me and Steve aren't busy. Yeah, good luck with that. All right. All right, can I get back to you know, rolling us out of this now? I don't like your attitude. Yeah. <laughs> Any other closing thoughts there, Mr. Cottonelli? No. Your mother. <laughs> All right. Well, this is Seth Cohen saying, if you're not rolling dice, you're just playing chess. <laughs>